0: everybody, and welcome to the Game Bite Show podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Lawman Lamont, and I am here with my good compadre, Jared Redeye Dunn. How are you doing, Jared? Good. 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 Come on, put some oomph behind that. You're, you're not just good. Oomph good. You're oomph good. So oomph good here on this September 13th. That's right yep so we're doing a little little late but uh, we wanted to make sure to bring you the best possible podcast with impressions of video games that we have been playing this week but we can't get right to that because there's got to be some kind of like bats going on right some banter that's this this is true. any good Bants? do you have some good bance? Um. We're gonna go right to the video games <laughs> We're gonna go right to some games we got some good games uh, for you this week. Um and I don't know I'm kind of feeling it I kind of think I want to go first this week and talk about the games that I've been playing. Um, one of the things is very timely, very new and and good. And one of the other things is uh, still pretty good, but not super timely. Um, I'm gonna start out with uh, the thing that everybody is uh, going all crazy about on the social media, uh, the new Call of Duty Pogs. Pogs. Their b- video games are back in pog form. Back in pog form. <laughs> Uh, no, actually I had an opportunity to play the Call of Duty Black Ops four beta test for the blackout mode, which is uh basically a battle royale mode that has been um, essentially laid into a call of duty framework, I guess.
1: Yeah, I actually got an invite to that, but uh, I didn't I didn't I didn't go through with it. I didn't set it up.
0: Well, let me ask you this. How much do you like Battle Royale? I don't. Because it sure is a battle royale mode. Yeah. Um, it, it actually does have a few sort of cool things going on. I mean, first off, let me tell you what kind of didn't impress me to begin with. So the thing is, you you still do the whole drop in thing. They start you out in your, you know, helicopters and you fly down in your wingsuits because that is a very call of duty thing. Right. Um, and you, you can go on them, you know, they, they've got a map that they've specifically designed for this and it has little named areas like there's a train station and a firing range and a uh, there's a dam like some hydroelectric power plant dam thing. And there's a spooky house uh, that you can go to. I'm both Yeah <laughs> <forced. laughs> You can go to this where are we drop in fam spooky house. Uh, Let's we're going go to do sp- it spooky house. Um, so operation it, spooky house drop. And, and then of course, after you, um, after you land, you have a certain amount of time and you have the whole shrinking, uh, circle area that, that, you know, you want to try and stay within that slowly pushes all of the, the players mm-hmm. together. Um, and, uh, you know, and then you have call of duty guns and stuff. I mean, it's, there's like shotguns and, and all kinds of things. I, I will say that it, it actually works pretty well. I mean, it's, I I have to admit, I don't know what engine they're using for this, but it is, um, it definitely feels very call of duty. Uh, there are some light parkour sorts of elements, so you can jump up onto things that are a little bit too tall and your guy will mantle up onto them, or you can, uh, you know, when you run and slide, you can slide underneath things. And so they, they do a, um, you know, just a very, very call of duty interpretation of this. Um, and, and there are a few other things that do make it a little bit different. So, uh, it's a little more I'm going to say it's a little more PUBG and a little less Fortnite because you can pick up weapons uh you know guns different kinds of guns but then you'll also come across little modifications so for example you mm, might find a yeah. scope for a rifle or you might find a um silencer so, uh, Yeah exact yes yes in fact there are silencers yeah suppressors yeah. um all, all kinds of things like that and so you as you're walking around you may you know, in Fortnite, it's like you're going to find a weapon or ammo is pretty much what you're going to get. In uh, Black Ops 4, in this in this blackout mode, uh, you could find uh, weapons. You could find weapons. You could find ammo. You could find mods. They also have these little, I'm not even sure what they're called. They're like um, personality modifiers or something, or like cla- class mods, I guess I would say. Um, so there may be things that will give you... Uh, stealthy walking, or you might be able to, I think there's one that lets you fall from heights, I, I, they didn't really have descriptions so I didn't know exactly what they all did um, but you can, you get those into an inventory, you can also pick up backpacks that'll give you a little bit more carrying capacity um, and, and you know, there's armor of course that you can find, so I, you know, I guess in Fortnite they have like the juice that you can get and you know, shields and things like that, so uh, it's not it's not like there's a, a, a giant amount of, of different kinds of things but um, so, so that's Kind of the the one thing that's kind of neat about it is that it it does the Call of Duty thing in Battle Royale, and that, you know that's pretty all right. I mean, I, the thing is, I don't know if you're gonna leave PUBG or leave Fortnite to play this. Yeah, but a lot of people are
1: gonna pick up Call of Duty anyway, right? So yes, yes, exactly. So uh, th- if you there... get used to way guns handle in Call of Duty and want to carry that forward,
0: then so that's the thing. I. I actually did better in the few games that I played of the, and I don't know if it was completely random chance, but I actually felt like I could shoot some stuff, which does not seem to be the case for me in Fortnite. I get very few kills in Fortnite. Um, I've only ever played PUBG on mobile and I kicked butt at that, but um, I, I just don't feel like I get the opportunity to shoot people very much in Fortnite. Uh, the other thing that this has is vehicles. So they do have the, um, you know, like the four wheelers and you can get in trucks mm-hmm. and stuff and let your guys kind of ride on there with you. Um yeah. Now Mm -hmm. both PUBG, I I know they
1: changed this later, but uh, I I associate PUBG and Fortnite with uh, third-person games. Is this in third-person or is it first-person?
0: This is first-person. Interesting. But I was trying to think though if PUBG, because I wasn't there, a thing where it was first-person, but then they added the third-person camera because you can look around things. I I think you can now do third-person. I guess. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did not figure out if there was a third-person camera, but you know, for feeling good as a shooter, the other thing that kind of struck me about it was that it was like, this is really simple. like this there doesn't feel like there are a lot of bells or whistles on this. I mean, it almost felt like a really highly polished a really highly polished last gen console gen sort of game. Uh, I played this on the PS four by the way. I believe the I believe this beta goes live for the Xbox and the PC this coming weekend, I think. so so that's one thing about it is that it is very call of duty, which is for the better and the worse. Um, the other thing is that there's actually a grappling hook in this already, and I know that they just uh, released—I I, want to say it was even this past week—some kind of grappling hook device in Fortnite, uh, but it's already in this. Um, the uh, the thing works actually really well, though. It you know you can basically it's it's like a hook shot in the Legend of Zelda or something. You point it to a spot, and yeah. if it's within range, it just flies you over there. Um, which is uh, which is pretty neat. Uh, they also do have there are a couple of other things that are kind of specifically Call of Duty in this also. Uh, remember Spooky House that I talked about um, the, in Spooky House? There are zombies there. they have actually there. So Call of Duty has kind of developed this weird zombie mode over the past. I don't know, eight years or something like that. Yeah, the and, last few iterations uh, had more big into zombies. Yeah, and it's like a special horde mode or something like that. Well, they've actually put zombies in this, which is kind of interesting because it's the first time in a Battle Royale game that I've seen that I can think of where there's a PVE component like creeps in it yeah yeah like something that's not other players and uh, you can shoot these zombies if you come across them because I understand that they're in a few places on the map and I think they actually will drop things if you if you shoot them up so mm. there is but the thing is though they I didn't find that the zombies were super responsive to being shot Um, I I could explode them, but it seemed like sometimes it was like, is are are they actually working, or you know, what was what was actually going on? But I do kind of like the idea of a a PVE element, um, in a largely PVP mode, uh, which is kind of yeah, that's interesting. Um, so grappling is also pretty cool, and, uh, and, and actually, generally speaking, it, it just worked really smoothly, I think. Um, for a, I guess this thing is coming out next month? I mean, it seems like it's imminent. Um, so I'm not exactly sure if this is a hype beta or if it's actually a technical beta test of of some sort, but, uh, I didn't really have any problems with connectivity. Uh, voice chat was working fine. Not a lot of people on the PlayStation were really willing to engage in a lot of conversation. Um, the map seemed pretty good. There's actually, you can do water. Uh, so I actually picked up, I didn't get a chance to use it because as I was running along the beach in slow motion with my hair, uh, waving, uh, beautifully behind me. Sounds majestic. It was majestic until I got gunned down by a helicopter. Yeah, there's a gunship. So somewhere on the map, and I've never gotten one, but apparently, uh, not only can you get on the ground vehicles, but there are also helicopters somewhere. Or at least one helicopter that you can get on, um, which is uh, which is kind of neat. Um, other than that, uh, a few things that still kind of bugged me. I like I said, I wasn't super impressed graphically by it. I just, just in general, I kind of felt like this is just kind of a cheapy sort of you know battle royale type game uh, this was
1: just the call of duty battle royale is this coming bundled with a call of duty sort of major release or is uh it yeah there?
0: so i think this is the one where there was the big hubbub that there wasn't going to be a campaign oh um, no. isn't that the thing isn't it like it's gonna it's gonna not have a, a single player version well, I guess
1: I guess I wonder if, if you think this is a criticism on the graphics of the game overall, or maybe they just had to scale it back for the Battle Royale.
0: Yeah, I almost wondered if it was like a technical consideration. Just yeah. and, and I kind of got that same feeling from the zombies, where it was like it was just a little bit off. Like it was actually really solid, except for just, you know, like it looked a little flat and the zombies didn't really react to my bullets the way I thought they would. So I kind of wondered if there was maybe a little bit of a... A, a power performance kind of thing going on. Um, but but I did have fun. In fact, I played it longer than I really intended to because I, you know, I would just keep dying. As I, I mean, I never, I got, the closest I got, I, my squad got fifth. Um, oh, and nice. they do have um, singles, doubles. Uh, you can do trios and quads. I think you can do all of that stuff if you want to. And the matchmaking mm-hmm. was pretty quick. I would get into matches as fast as I ever did in Fortnite. And of course, it's the big beta weekend that everybody's, uh, you know, really yeah, excited about it. So there's, yeah, a lot of people playing it. I don't know. I, I guess if, if you're going to be paying, I'm sure this is going to be a $60 game. I don't really see this competing, not for my I, money. I anyway. mean,
1: let's be honest though. I, I think a lot of people had the same thought when they announced all of those, like you said, the zombie modes that were coming out. And those were really popular. I, I oh, never yeah. played them, but people, Kind of like the the zombie wave uh, horde defense, whatever it was called. Um, I like that a lot. From what I re- from if I recall,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I mean so. those those sorts of modes, horde modes, are uh, pretty fun in general. I mean they're entire games based on them. Uh, you know the original Fortnite mode was basically a <laughs> horde mode. Um, but here's the thing: so if it's going to be online only. I feel like there's a lot of raw material here to actually make something that's kind of cool, especially if you have your Call of Duty development team doing what I mean, here's what Fortnite is doing. In my opinion, that's really cool is they are changing up that formula every couple of weeks, Um, you know, adding new map. You know, here's where the, the desert is starting to encroach. Here's a grappling hook. Here's a Thanos mode that they did for a while. Um, so, so they have a live development process that's going on there, which, you know, week to week, what's going on in Fortnite? I better go check it out. I feel like there's enough here when, you know, with aerial vehicles and with that PVE component and with. Well, I almost wonder the you know, Epic is almost taking
1: the approach that Valve did uh, when Team Fortress 2 first came out. Do you remember mm-hmm. when that, I mean, in it. Lasted a long time. And I imagine people probably still play it. Oh, dude, people are still but, playing it. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, for a long time, there was all this talk when that game came out about video games as a service and how the changes they would make would drive sales and and drive users back into the game over and over and over And Epic has really taken that same approach with Fortnite, right? So while it's free to play, uh, you know they've monetized it just enough to where you know obviously they're making money off of it, and it's like they just keep tweaking the formula, just a little bit here, a little bit there, and just keeps driving those those users back in, keeps the keeps the game from getting too stale. And that's um, where I for a lot of people, and it's really smart now. I just don't see Activision doing the same thing here with Call of Duty. So it maybe this hits with a splash. Are, are you talking about you don't, you don't see popular, them monetizing we'll,
0: it like gently? You think they're like, what do you mean? I, I,
1: I, I don't see a Call of Duty Battle Royale uh, keeping up with and driving changes the way Fortnite has been driving oh, changes into its own formula.
0: Cause, because that's where I really do see some potential for this is... If it stays static the way that it is right now, eh, you know, I don't really think it's a contender, yeah. especially with the sixty dollars price tag. What are they offering? Um, with, I mean, of course there there are other modes, I'm sure, but but I do feel, I, I mean, I do sort of get the sense that they could. I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure that they will, but I feel like there is enough interesting material here that they could do something like that, and they could make Call of Duty into a decent contender.
1: Yeah. I I just don't see that sort of steady trickle of, of content of changes coming out of, I mean, historically, I I don't think we've ever seen that in a call of duty online mode uh, or battlefield for that matter. I know uh, the battlefield five or whatever is coming out is have a similar, like they just tend to have longer release cycles and go for bigger chunks. You know, here's the next game or here's the next big expansion as opposed to, Every yeah, weeks, I mean, that's, they have a new that's the pass. other thing, though,
0: that kind of struck me, too, was before, like, remember that period where all games had to have multiplayer? And I know people a lot of times will use Bioshock 2 as the example of a game that doesn't need multiplayer, but they made it anyway just because that was the strategy to try and keep people engaged with the game. I right. almost get the sense from this that so many people are going to be doing Battle Royale that they're not really necessarily planning or intending to do anything special with it. They're just, here's our Battle Royale mode. You can play it and you know, trade this in when you're done with it or whatever. That is the impression I get. It's going to come out and it'll be what yeah. it is and people
1: will enjoy it or they won't. And yeah,
0: I, I it. don't know. I guess, so I guess that's what it is. It's really going to make, it's going to pivot around that idea if they decide that they really are going to invest in a community. And I feel like they could, I, I feel like especially if they have a game that they've decided is going to be online only or multiplayer only, I feel like they've got to have a robust plan in place to, to keep things lively. So, uh, but if you haven't already tried it, I believe it's a fairly open beta. I know I had to get it through uh, voucher codes. Um, so maybe that's the same for Xbox and PC. I got a code and I didn't even yeah, ask yeah, for it. Yeah, they're kind of so. out there for you if, if you're interested. <laughs> and I think it is only going through this weekend. So if you're interested, uh, by the time you're listening to this, the clock is ticking. So uh, go get you some Call of Duty Blackout if you can. Uh, the other game that I've been playing is not as timely, but uh, still pretty cool. And I've been waiting for this for a while. Placed my order on Amazon when it came up for real cheap. And it finally shipped. I finally got it. Doom VFR. Uh, We don't know what VFR stands for, but think BFG and you can probably figure it out. Uh, Doom VFR, I I actually originally thought that this was a straight up port just with VR of Doom 2016. Uh, It is not that. It is is actually more like, um, do you remember Dead Space Extraction, which was the Wii kind of standalone Dead Space? Maybe maybe that reference goes over your head.
1: I'm just going to say yes for the sake of this podcast flowing.
0: Yep. Uh it, it's sort of like a side story type thing with the the special control scheme um kind of thing. Yeah, no. I, I yeah, so this this one is I'm not even sure. I think this might only be on PlayStation VR. I uh that's where I'm playing it anyway. I, I don't recall seeing anybody talking about it on PC. That that's where Jeremy's playing it is the only place yeah, that matters. For, for sure, for sure. I'm playing it on the Vita. Doom VFR on the Vita, uh, the only place that matters. Um, so so I've been playing it uh, on VR and using gestural controls. So they let you take out two move controllers, and each one, it sort of does that hands thing, like, uh, you know, job simulator or what, surgeon simulator yeah, or whatever. I'm with you. Um, and in one hand, you have your primary weapon, and they have the whole range of, you know, uh, pistols that have little pew-pew lasers, uh, shotguns. Um, you, you know, all, all, they actually give you a weapon wheel that you can use to, uh, to switch between, um, different weapons. And, uh, then your left hand, this is a little bit weird for doom, uh, because your left hand has this persistent grenade mode that, that goes on, which hmm. seems not very doomy to me. It should, it should have been a grenade with like a bayonet on it. So you can yeah, stab with Yeah, or a like grenade. a chainsaw. That'd yeah. be cool. Uh, actually, you know what? A chainsaw on your left hand actually would have been really cool. Uh, come to think of it if they just would have had the chain because you know in original Doom you had the chainsaw all the time right I mean uh... wasn't
1: wasn't there a a character in Doom that had like a chainsaw for an
0: arm or did Uh, I make that up I think I'm gonna say yes to for the flow of the podcast I'm gonna say yes there was one Uh, (laughs) right (laughs) um I don't know they they had all kinds of weird machinery on them uh but anyway you have this left hand grenade that you can cook and uh and throw at any point which the unfortunate thing is if you've ever tried to throw anything in VR it's like the the least fun thing to do in VR which is to try and like you realize like throwing with your left hand or something like that is is hard anyway. Like try throwing a baseball with your off hand, your non-dominant hand. And you end up doing that thing where you like throw right. it straight down and you're like, well, I, I let it go on time. Um, You just don't have with with a simple control like that. You just don't have a lot of finesse. So, yeah, you end up throwing that grenade and it just kind of goes the wrong way but it does it does have a pretty good area of effect so there is definitely still that um but the uh the thing that that is kind of cool about doom i mean there's a story to it and i i don't know like you No, there isn't they, they kind of try to make one and i'm like well what <laughs> am i doing here so the thing is that you're basically a pair of floating hands but they tell you that you're in some sort of battle rig or something i'm not i'm not exactly sure for some reason your dude your dude dies at the very beginning and they like implant you in no, I, you just end up there. I don't know about they implant you. You just end up in like this battle rig or something, which is basically just like your your two hands. I guess you might as well, you might as well not be in a battle rig. I, I don't really get that part. The cool thing about VR, which is always the cool thing about VR, is the presence. You know, everything is bigger. Everything is life sized, and and you know when when you're next to a character, when you're next to like a demon or something, um, you are, you know, next to something that is your size or bigger, and um, that is a pretty cool experience especially when they're uh as as nasty looking and and hellish uh, as they are in doom Uh, and mostly you're just kind of shooting at them the the motion controls are pretty precise um they do a thing where if you shoot them enough you'll sometimes stun them they'll kind of glow with this blue sort of sheen and then you can teleport so the movement is uh pretty much they do kind of a weird thing in this and i'm still trying to figure out if i understand the movement entirely but they let you teleport so like some games so it, it's a little bit like budget cuts on Vive where you can basically point to a particular place and then you warp over there. And the cool thing is that when you're getting your warper out, everything slows down. And then you can actually like, Oh, nope. I didn't actually want to teleport. I just wanted to slow everything down. Um, and and when you stun someone, you can teleport onto them. And for some reason it explodes them and you get like health drops and stuff like that, uh, which is kind of a weird mechanic, but it's, it's fun. It's fun and it's fine. Um, The the game does allow you to move in the four cardinal directions. So it does, I I guess, sort of like Skyrim, allegedly. I haven't played Skyrim VR, but apparently it's not really afraid to move you around. You know, it's the motion sickness thing is not really a, a concern for them. But it's weird because in VR, I believe they want this to be a standing game, and the only way that I've found to turn the camera at all is to literally stand and spin in place. Um, they do have a button. Yeah. Well, like <laughs> mm. uh, you have to physically be looking in that direction and at any given moment you could be, you know, looking around a corner and then looking around again. And finally, before you realize that your cord is tangling up around your ankles, uh, I do, I do not find awesome. that super convenient. And I'm actually surprised that they don't just give you an option to turn. What they do give you is with the four face buttons on a move controller, you can move forward, backward, left, and right, and you just sort of slide in those directions, and then they also give you the warp, and then they give you a button to do an about face, and between those, that's basically the movement process for this, and I find it kind of annoying. I almost wonder if, I almost wonder if straight up free movement would, would be better, or even just like a snapping thing to, to let you turn around. Instead of using those, and the face buttons are not real intuitive either Uh, the face buttons on a playstation controller are in a diamond shape so there's one at the top and then one at the bottom and then two on the sides and they've got it set where the two on the the top and the right are like the forward and back and the one they've just got it set up with a weird button i don't quite get it um so that's the most annoying thing to me which actually is kind of a problem and it does detract from the process for me a little bit the enjoyment of the game is is reduced because of the movement methods that they've chosen there may be some options for this or maybe it's different if you're using a just a straight up dualshock 4 controller um but other than that really really good stuff um my my main reason for being excited to play doom vfr was i recently got the soundtrack Uh, i ordered the the vinyl record release of the soundtrack and uh that is some good ass music it like some uh, some pretty heavy metal. Way heavy metal. like it's super death metal. I, I, I tweeted this, but it is the heaviest music that I that I have ever gotten goosebumps from. It's just it's really nice. good. So the Mick Gordon score is is really excellent. And I have not heard it in context. So this is my first chance to actually hear it along with the game. And in general, the the presentation and the production, uh, really good. Um It does throw you off a little bit at the beginning because all the menus start to look really low res. And you're like, oh, gosh, what did they have to down res to get this to work? But when you get into the game, everything is is slick. Everything works really well. It looks yeah. pretty
1: good and and is that the most recent doom was actually really good for uh kind of capturing that doom speed
0: um that a lot of people associate with that franchise does this follow suit or is it it, it, slow down a little bit it runs full speed um and you know dudes are throwing fireballs at you all the time the slow down mode does kind of give you a little bit of a breather sometimes but here's the thing yeah you're fast like i can dodge left and right once i figure out which of those buttons actually move me left and right so i can slide left and right to dodge (laughs) stuff and it moves pretty quick and it's pretty responsive but the problem is that getting into position requires me like remembering oh yeah i've got to like physically like pivot on my feet to to You've look this turn. way. And I'm yeah. trying to get to the point, maybe with a little bit of practice, where I can realize, like, oh, actually, I can just turn 30 degrees the other way and then do an about face, and that'll put me in the same direction. or You know, something like that, like trying to only turn on the, the mm-hmm. you know, the kind of getting the 180-degree split of, of the angle. Um, but as of right now, it's kind of the worst part of the game. And I, I just almost wish that they would have just given you a forward and back and then just let you do, like, the... Um, I'm trying to remember what the game was, like Resident Evil 7, that would just let you, when you hit a button, it would just toggle you 30 degrees... I would almost rather hit the button five times to turn 150 degrees and then slide back and forth on the, you know, slide forward and backward rather on the controller than to do this. I'm sure they tried it and I'm sure they probably thought of this, but it's still it's it's just the worst part of the game. Uh, And now the more I think about it, I really do want the chainsaw thing in the left hand because the guys will come right up to you. They actually give you a a button that um, is sort of like this pulse that'll shock people away from you, which is kind of weird. I actually kind of think they really should have just given me the the. Chainsaw, chainsaw instead or? and just yeah exactly and just like bzzz, if anybody's in front of me that seems like that would be really fun <laughs> so anyway it still is really good and i'm still just kind of trying to acclimate to it a little bit um but it's been a while since i've had the old vr headset on and uh, this came in the other day so i thought i better give it a try and talk to everybody about what it's all about so that is doom vfr and i may have more to say about that in the future once i Uh, master the movement schema that's right Uh, you gotta beat
1: those levels in 30 seconds or less or whatever
0: oh man my speed runs (laughs) my speed runs uh jared what have you been playing this week so i've been playing
1: i actually did play something new uh for once in forever um it's not actually new it's new to me however and that's new enough um i've been playing the action role-playing game victor vran so I actually don't know if we've ever talked about this. Uh, I suspect Dale might have talked about it if anyone did at some point, but uh, mm. I'm going to talk about it again. Yay. Um, so I was kind of in the mood for an a action role-playing game. I hadn't played one in a while. Uh, it just kind of was browsing through my library and saw this on GOG for some reason.
0: Now, now, what does that mean to you? Are you talking about like Diablo or when you say when you think action, when Jared thinks action role playing? My game, version mean? of an action role playing game typically is your
1: isometric uh, single character run through hordes of enemies, left clicking or right clicking a la Diablo or Path of Exile or Titan Quest, that kind of thing. Yeah. OK, uh, which this game Sort of is. And so it actually kind of caught me off guard when I fired it up and started playing. Uh, First of all, it is voiced by the same uh, voice actor that is Geralt in The Witcher 3. So that was a lovely surprise. Uh, Because he has such a soothing voice. Uh, The other thing that kind of surprised me is it asked me how I wanted to play on mouse and keyboard if I wanted to play in the sort of standard, traditional way of an action role-playing game where you click your character around on the screen you know you click on enemies to attack them etc and so forth or if you wanted to use WASD to move your character I was like wait a minute
0: that sounds an
1: awful lot like uh, twin stick shooter controls so I chose that and it is twin stick shooter controls oh nice so it's actually pretty fluid so the game is uh, a lot about movement kind of about dodging enemy attacks uh, you can actually do a roll, like a dodge roll, uh, to avoid attacks or projectiles. You you can, op- like, your character's movement op- is independent of his attacks. So, you know, you can, like, backpedal and swing behind you. Yeah. Uh, you can target, you know... Different enemies and the full arc around your character, so it's actually really neat. That's kind of ideal. Do you know? Do you know if it supports controllers? It
0: does, like, and I actually oh. was
1: testing it the other day because I was like, "Oh man, I bet this would work really good on a controller." So I was using an Xbox One controller, and it, it, it's it's flawless. So that seems ideal. To me. Yeah, it, it's again a twin stick kind of layout where the, the left stick uh, analog stick is controlling your movement, and the right is sort of controlling your aim. Now it isn't. Um, isn't like a pure twin stick shooter. It does sort of auto aim for you. Um, you know, if you're you have your mouse or or your uh, controller pointing up in the top right, and there's an enemy there, it'll sort of auto target one for you and and start attacking them. Um, which which is fine, I think, in this context, because most of the attacks are. It, it depends on the weapon, but there's lots of AOE attacks. There's lots of like sort of swiping, uh, cleaving swings, and stuff like that. Um, so the game itself is pretty interesting in that you're a demon hunter uh, who travels to this town of Zagaravia Zagaravia is very eastern This European. game has stupid names I'm just going to say yeah. Victor Vran uh Zagaravia um I don't know, I know. if you characters- tell if you tell people you're Victor
0: Vran from Zagaravia you're just you're just asking to get beat up.
1: Yeah, so it's actually uh, developed by uh, he- Heimamont Games, which is a uh, Bulgarian um, studio, indie studio. So,
0: oh well, now uh, I feel bad because it's just their actual names. So. Yeah, that's actually the <laughs> studio leads <laughs> named as Victor Brandt. No, I'm kidding. Um, but uh, no, it, it's it, it. You know, the the
1: sort of the plot, not the plot, but sort of the vibe it gives me is the. Uh, Did you watch the latest or the Netflix series for Castlevania? Oh, yeah. It very much feels kind of like that in the sense of uh, particularly like that last episode, spoilers, um, or like the city is like being overrun and there's just demons everywhere and corruption and monsters. Yeah. So it's sort of like that. So the plot is the city is basically completely overrun by... Demons and monsters and all kinds of critters um, and all these monster hunters have been traveling to it to try to, you know, seek their fortunes and rid the city of, of evil or whatever. So you go and you have like this hub and it's like the palace and, you know, the queen gives you a mission. And so from there, you'll go to um, from that hub, you'll travel kind of sort of fast travel on a map to... Um, the palace gardens. And so you'll, you know, go through the palace gardens or a bunch of monsters and off that garden will be a bunch of different dungeons that you can go through. Um, so some of them are, are, you know, inaccessible until later in the story. Uh, while others you can dive into for loot. And each map seems to have a couple of sort of side objectives uh, other than the main storyline. So it might be things like destroy 75 spider eggs before they hatch or, kill a hundred monsters without using a consumable
0: item and things like that. So just kind of like little bonus objectives you can do that give you treasure and loot. Are the locations randomly generated at all? Because that was always one of the cool things about like Diablo. No, they are not. uh, Sort of. So there was a DLC that was released
1: uh, that was called Zanzibar Zibzib of Zabrababov. That's right. Fractured Worlds. Um, which added some randomly generated uh, map content to the game. So yeah, basically you just kind of go through, and it's action RPG, So You go through the story and you have these sort of little side objectives and you just run through and, and kill tons of monsters. Um, the interesting thing, unlike Diablo or uh, Titan Quest or, or other ar- action RPGs like that, uh, there is no class system in this game. So Victor Vran is just a dude and uh, you can... Equip different weapons that sort of change the way your character attacks. So, you know, you might have a sword that has is fast and has a lot of movement skills or a shotgun that allows for ranged combat or a sai which has huge sweeping attacks, hmm. um, different things like that. Uh, of course, you can dodge uh, with anything. There are spells so you can cast like a spell like tome and, and deal out the magic uh, destruction Uh, You change your passive sort of abilities through a card system. So you have like right now I just have slots for two of these cards, destiny cards, they're called. And when you equip them, they give you uh, various passive sort of abilities. Like one might be uh, increase your critical hit chance by or critical chance by 20%. Or when you're struck in melee, uh, a bomb goes off that does X
0: damage in a, you know, in a parliament building in a different country. No. So so is it like a cult and like these are like tarot gypsy cards or something like that? I mean, is it is it very sort of. like internally consistent? Yes, or? It, it is. It, it Yes, they're like, the card might be uh, the
1: guardian and it's got like a picture of like this heavily armored, you know, medieval <laughs> gothic dude. looking soldier who- With a little Rubik's one, Cube floating next to him. Yeah, and that one is like, when hit with a melee attack, you- you deal frost damage, freezing your enemies, or something, you know, right, something right, like right. that. So it's definitely going for that uh, eastern, you know, sort yeah. of eighteenth uh, century. It's like a mix of magic and technology. Of course, you have yeah, shotguns yeah. and like steam type engines, but then there's magic and and undead and stuff like that. So yeah. it's a really interesting game. I, I, I've really enjoyed the couple hours I've spent in it so far. Um, when did it come out? Has it been out for a it while? It has or? been out for a while. So it originally released in 2015. Uh, wow. It recently released in uh, the, quote, Overkill Edition in uh, 2017, summer of 2017 on Xbox One and PlayStation 4. And even more recently, uh, they have... Here listed a Nintendo Switch port will be released on August twenty eighth, two thousand eighteen, which is in the past. I have not verified whether that actually happened or not. Mm. Uh, so, so yeah, so basically, kind of proliferating to uh, all consoles. Uh, it probably plays really good on the Switch with the uh, with the duo controller setup thing.
0: Yeah. So I got to ask you, what's the uh, what's the Motorhead Lemmy Kill Mister, uh connection here? Okay, so, so I don't know why they
1: chose that, but there is a DLC. In fact, it's probably I don't want to say the only DLC because again they added the a DLC for the uh, randomly generated worlds. but sort of, sort of one of the DLCs is this like like death metal themed motorhead expansion and uh-huh. with, which adds new enemies and, and content and one of the things it adds is a new weapon that's the guitar. <laughs> So I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. It it says a journey through the 40 years of Motorhead. Yeah,
1: you can do that, I guess. Um, So it looks like it did release on Switch. So you can pick this up on Switch. And I have not seen like any reviews of how it plays on Switch, but I bet
0: it's pretty good. Oh, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. I'm still just Motorhead, man. Motorhead. I don't know. You know, I think this is this is going to be a good topic for a future episode of this podcast when we can just we can talk about our favorite uh, appearances of Lemmy Kilmister in video <laughs> games uh and it'll just be an opportunity for me to talk about brutal legend
1: yeah so it's actually what really caught my attention as i was playing through it and reading up on the expansions i was like oh man jeremy love this because <laughs> <laughs> he won't shut up about brutal uh, legend so. i just
0: want to talk about brutal legend can i just talk about brutal legend <laughs> make it make a sequel um uh, but
1: yeah victor friend it, it it's a pretty entertaining little um action rpg uh, again i have no idea how i got my hands on it on gog but uh, i imagine it was very
0: cheap <laughs> cool I, actually it sounds pretty good if if it weren't for every time i look at it i'm like come on i don't take this seriously i mean what do you do you do you like this game you love it like what's your I actually game? like
1: it a lot um even just before this podcast when i was waiting for you uh, to be available i was like i'm i'm going to sit down and play through it and you did uh one the one thing i don't super care for um is the like the instances you go to cuz it's so heavily instanced if if you kind of quit out in the middle of it it just kind of takes you back to the hub when you log back in and um, it doesn't like save your progress through the world. So you have to like if you didn't finish getting through that dungeon or whatever, you're going to have to restart it. So uh, for me, a lot of times I find myself like I'm going to play for a little bit and then I don't have time to finish. Um, yeah. does, that that does can be a have, little
0: frustrating. Does this have any multiplayer? It does. It has co-op. Oh, man. Because you know what? I, I was kind of maligning this, you know, just a moment ago. But then I was looking at like some of the concept art for this thing, the pub at the end of time with end of time being the there's like a whole motorhead thing. Like I, this is amazing, actually. Yeah. And then and then with like you were saying, like the Castlevania vibe, like it looks really cool.
1: You know, I one thing I didn't mention, it, it also has a little uh, bastion flair to it so that there's the voice and uh you not i'm sure throughout the game you'll discover who the voice is uh but victor vran has a little bit of a uh a mental (laughs) affliction as he's playing this game and you literally hear this person talking to you uh sort of narrating and Um, tell me it's ozzy osborne like no it's not i i don't know the voice that it that it's talking but um it, it is, it's pretty good. Uh, it, you know, it'll be like tell you know, as you go through a dungeon, like, oh, he found another body and another body and another body, or he's like, oh, he, he came to a, a a fork in the road. Did he go left or right? And you go right, or what, whichever direction he's like, right, Looks like he chose the wrong path or whatever, and you just constantly get attacked. Yeah, it's really good.
0: It's really wow. good and just kind of talks wow. to you the whole way through. So. Nice. Well, well, we'll probably have to find some music to outro this podcast on because, folks, we have reached the end. Uh, you're probably listening to some awesome Motorhead or some Victor Vran right now. That's we'll right. rock this out as we do our outro. Uh, if you would like to talk to us about the games that we have been playing, any opinions on Doom VFR, or Victor Vran, or uh, even Call of Duty... Blackout, uh, let us know. You can reach out to us on social media. You can find the podcast on Twitter, at Game Show. You can also reach out to us individually. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. I'm at Red underscore I. You can find our two podcasting compatriots, LeGrand Jolly is at LeGrand, L E G R A N D E, and Dale Jones is at Count Elmdor. Uh, aside from our podcast, of course, we've got our twitch.tv page over at twitch.tv slash Game Show. Jared, go! What's going on over there?
1: Oh, man. Maybe, dude, you should get this game. Maybe we can play some Motorhead I, DLC. I'm kind of go thinking, on.
0: like, I'm just looking at a video of it, too, and I, I not It's know, good. It's, it's a good feeling. game,
1: dude. <laughs> I, I, I kind of ignored it when it came out. Uh, even though I'm usually into these games but I shouldn't have in the span of like 30 seconds I'm like come on and then I'm like oh no it's really good okay all right Um, yeah so one thing you definitely want to check out on our Twitch page is uh, we are starting to stream and get excited for Extra Life this year extra-life.org slash team slash Show, or you can find a link on our twitch.tv page definitely go hit it up join the team if you'd like Uh, enrollment is open Uh, It's, of course, free to sign up for an Extra Life account. If you've never done it, uh, please come swing by our stream this coming Monday, uh, 10, 9, 10 o'clock-ish Central Time. And we're going to talk all about it and get you guys up to speed. Um, But if you have questions, shoot us our way on Twitter. Uh, Find us in our Discord channel. You can also find that on our Mm Twitch.tv page or in the the notes of this uh, podcast. Uh, hit us up on Discord, because I'd love to talk to you about it. If you're not familiar with it, it's a really cool charity, and it's definitely worth your time.
0: So. Yeah, we can even coordinate some, some cool uh, streaming schedules or something. I mean, if you're on the team, you get to have a say in... Yeah, you know, you,
1: you, you know, this year I think I do not intend to do the full 24 hours straight, because it's hard. It's um, got to take a
0: knee halfway through.
1: Yeah, but I uh, I think I think I think we need to focus on big... Uh, cooperative playthroughs of various games. Big, I can get on board Several with that. hour blocks at different
0: weeks and just, uh, we're gonna oh, sit man. and play game Y or X. That and... is kind of a great idea, like just play something for five hours, but do it like every Exactly, yeah. you know what?
1: And if you wanna join the team and join us in those playthroughs, then by all means, let's do it.
0: We will finish a round of Sins of the Solar Empire all the way to the oh, end. Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> that will mm-hmm. be terrible. <laughs> like the first three hours will be great but then it'll be like nah. yeah it's that
1: last like 20% where you pretty much won but you just you, have you, to like you just, wipe out you every just decide, planet you're just
0: like okay can we all agree that I've won this can we mm-hmm. just like ratify it that's right yeah well cool we well, got a lot of good stuff coming up and uh, in just a few days we've got another cool thing coming up which is another episode of our podcast we'll come back to talk to you about the news and the new releases and a special topic of discussion most likely Lemmy Kilmister and Brutal Legend <laughs> uh, so look forward to that Uh, no, but we'll be back real soon to bring you some good new video game stuff, and we hope to see you there. Until next time, folks, this has been your Game Bytes Show podcast, and we will see you next time. Bye. Later. Thursday.